0: It's a Christmas miracle. A couple of reasons to say that. One, the TaxSlayer Gator Bowl is on. How about that? Rutgers going to make their way to Jacksonville. They're going to play Wake Forest. Texas A&M kind of left us high and dry. But that's all right. They got COVID issues. Rutgers will fill in. We'll talk about that. But the real Christmas miracle could be Me and Brian Middleton. Three hours. Brian Middleton, look at us. Oh, goodness. Look at us. They cleared that? Aaron cleared that? I don't know. Brent signed off on that? Not sure. Okay. Brent's MIA. We don't know where Brent is. We do, but we're not going to give that up. Well, he's on his way to New York, cover the Jags and the Jets. That's where Brent is. He's off with the family, enjoying the holiday. Austin Lane uh, on his way out of town as well. So I said... Why don't you let me and Brian Middleton do the show? And they said, no, that's a horrible idea. But nevertheless, if you keep asking and asking, you shall receive. And here we are, three hours of Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. We usually do that Action Sports jacks overtime. Today we got the big show. And like I said to start the show, it's a Christmas miracle um, for the Jacksonville College football fans and Wake Forest as well. Rutgers stepping in in a time of need. And they're going to come to Jacksonville and play in the Gator Bowl. Selfishly, Brian, I'm happy because I didn't want to see Texas A&M. And I almost, am I crazy? Yeah, you're a little crazy. This might be a better matchup. And I'll tell you why. So Texas A&M. Starting quarterback, uh, take COVID out of it. Let's just say everybody was healthy and nobody had any we didn't know who was testing positive and who wasn't and all that, but starting quarterback transfers. your best offensive players, you're tied in. He is going to the draft. he wouldn't be playing. So right there, you're down. you two biggest name recognition players. Uh, still an opportunity for other players to decide to go to the draft. They obviously have some running backs that would consider that. And they were just here, like two or three years ago. So, for me, when I saw it was Texas A&M, I was like, you know, that's okay, I guess. SEC team, they beat Alabama, but again, no quarterback, no tight end. So, I was, you know, I was left with, all right, you know, I'll go watch Sam Hartman and the boys throw it around a little bit for Wake Forest. Now, I'm interested because Rutgers hasn't been here. Uh, Sure, they're not the best team, but neither was Texas A&M. So, I think this is a, a more interesting matchup. But at the end of the day, I just want to see Sam Hartman throw the football for Wake Forest. He's been electric all year throwing the ball, and I'm excited to see him play.
1: You absolutely are going to see it now that they're facing Rutgers. Well, yeah. Rutgers, November 27th, Maryland Terrapins. They lost 40 to 16. Yeah. Hey, the week before, they faced Penn State 28 to nothing, loss. They actually beat Indiana. Oh, Indiana's 2-10. and ten. They yeah, beat Indiana
0: out. took a step back. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. The week before, Wisconsin, the fighting David Sweats. <laughs>
0: there they you go.
1: They lost 52-3. I don't want to see 5-7 and seven Rutgers. I appreciate the fact that they stepped into, you know, this uh, opportunity so that the game can continue on and the people can make money. But this isn't going to be a great game. You want to see passing, I think Wake Forest is going to do what they do. And it's going to not be a fun game to watch. It would have been a way more interesting and better game with Texas A&M. But like you said, we all understand these COVID protocols. You know, you just have but so many players you can put on the field to actually compete. I get it. I'm not jumping really on anybody, not even really records, except for the fact that I texted you this before we even came on the show. Yeah, you did. With a bunch of sick emojis. I'm
0: not watching this game. I'm not watching it at all. Really? You guys got it. So the lead-in to the national championship is the Gator Bowl, and you're just going to watch what? I don't know. I may take a nap. Might take a nap. At 11 (laughs) a.m.? Might take a nap. Okay, fair enough. Um, But look, you, you say what you say about Rutgers. Uh, what's the most exciting thing? What, like, what do you watch sports for? Is it to see a game 6 to 9? Or is it to see a game 45 to Three. 41?
1: No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't give, them, 20 no, give them 21. You give 21? No, 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 you're no, no. you giving them 21 wait,
0: points? Yeah. I, well, let, wait a minute now. Wake Forest can score points, but here's what the, they've given up. 45, 27, 42, 55, 56 to Army. 37 to Syracuse, 34 to Louisville. They whoa, give whoa, whoa, up whoa, whoa, points, whoa, whoa,
1: too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like the way that you said Army. You're not going to disrespect uh, the service men. Not not while I'm around here. Not my presence, sir. You're going to put some respect on Army's name. They got a pretty good football team.
0: Army is fine. I, I Look, no disrespect. They Sounds gave up like 56 points to Army. You know what? We're doing this now. No disrespect to Army. They won a football game last night against Missouri. They won their bowl game. They had a very nice season. Uh, but... But let's just kind of scroll down here. What do, what do they score per game? Let's look. Hmm, 23, 21, 31. Okay. 13, 43 against Georgia State. 24 last night. They don't score a lot of points, to my point. It doesn't really matter who's out there. Wake is going to give up some points, but they're not worried about it because they score 41, 45, 45. 70. They put 70 on Army. So, to my point, there's going to be some points scored. And that's exciting. That's what people, when you're going to watch a football game or watching it on TV or going down to the stadium, whatever, and you don't really have a dog in the fight, you want to see points scored. And need I remind you, Brian Middleton, usually when you go down to the bank, nobody's scoring on a team you want them to be scoring on. (laughs) That's fair. You know what I mean? So... At a minimum, Jags fans, if you want to go watch someone score some points, Wake Forest and Rutgers. But Sam Hartman, uh, the quarterback for Wake Forest, has had a really good season. Almost 4,000 yards passing, 36 touchdowns. Um, Just quality. He throws it around. They have receivers that make plays. A.T. Perry, among them, Jakari Roberson as well. So there's going to be points scored. The ball's going to be flying around. It's going to be exciting. But the point of the story is... Shout out to Rutgers for stepping up when we needed them most. Didn't think we need Rutgers, but we do. The Gator Bowl is on next week, next Friday. We'll be the lead into the national championship, hopefully. Obviously, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but the, the COVID rules that have come out for the college football playoff and everything, uh, you know, a little harsh. Did you see those, by the way? I believe
1: I saw an article. It was talking about if a team had to forfeit because of uh covid protocols someone could win the national championship off of that is that what you're talking about
0: yeah just austin austin lane believes it's just you know maybe to scare everybody to do the right thing during the holiday break but um
1: i think that people would
0: have a conniption
1: fit if that actually happened oh yeah, if I, if yeah. I read that if that actually played out that scenario actually played out I think that there would be, uh, yeah, there'd be some tables being turned over. Be a little bit of a riot.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But look, at the end of the day, I'm just happy for football. Wake Forest, I'm going, most likely. Rutgers doesn't make me want to go any less. By the way, if you're going out there and you're thinking, what should I watch on the Rutgers side? How about Max Melton? Ever heard of him? Okay, I'll take the silence's no. So here's a situation with Max. He's a freshman. Uh, Had a red shirt last year. This year, three interceptions, including a pick six as a freshman defensive back for Rutgers. So that'll be a matchup to watch. Brian Middleton, Sam Hartman, looking for Max Melton where he is on the field. You trying out here, man. No, I'm not. You're trying. It's just the truth. By the way, their leading receiver could be brothers, unconfirmed, but his name is Bo Melton. 600 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, This is something interesting about Wake uh, Rutgers. So I've been diving into the stats a little bit. They've had... Four quarterba- Five quarterbacks Play this year Five different players listed as quarterbacks Have played for Rutgers this year So at a minimum You really don't know what you're going to see out there Other than points So that's it on the Gator Bowl The game will happen Will happen And shout out to Rutgers To making that happen Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Got a lot to do And we got to talk about the Jags, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because they're playing the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And we made our picks yesterday. Brent Martineau doesn't count because he picks the Jags every week. But a lot of Jets picks from Austin Lane myself. I believe Brandon picked the Jets as well. Minus two and a half in this football game. Their entire team, they are brothers, by the way, on YouTube. We got that in on the uh, the brothers for Rutgers. How about that? Your best offensive player and your best defensive player are brothers.
1: That's, that's a nice storyline. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a nice storyline. I like that. I still don't want to see them. Okay, well, play Wake Forest. But uh, that is a that's a cute storyline. It's cute.
0: I think it's exciting, but nevertheless, we'll move on. Uh, appreciate the input right there on YouTube. Um, do, can the Jags win this football game, Brian Middleton? They're playing the Jets. The Jets are no good. Zach Wilson, I, I don't care what anybody says. If they could do it again, they wouldn't pick Zach Wilson second. Mm. I'm not saying they'd pick Mac Jones, but they sure as heck wouldn't pick Zach Wilson. The Jets are no good. <sighs> Neither are the Jags. Do they have any chance to win this game?
1: Yeah, of course. Wh- I think wh- when you.
0: What makes you say that? Well, because both
1: teams, if I'm looking at both teams, and I'm saying that both teams really are struggling, it's a nice way to package it. Um then, yeah, they're about equal. If, you, if you're talking about putting the talent together and the coaching together, whatever you want to base the overall how good a team is, they're about equal. Um, we lead in certain position, some uh, position spots. They probably lead on uh, maybe, I don't know, certain position spots. So at the end of the day, you're not facing somebody that's overwhelmingly better than you and not necessarily that much worse than you. So that's why I say, of course, they have a chance. Now, traveling up north, I don't know how Jacksonville plays in the cold. I'm so, I'm sure somebody has those analytics. They problem. don't play good anywhere. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but over the past, you know, 20 years, uh, how they played in the cold. You know, my point is, it, I would say that they have a shot because it's the Jets. But I'd like to go back to something else before we even continue on and you tell me whether or not you think that the actual uh, Jags have a chance. It was something that we kind of touched on, but I want to see if you've moved on it at all. So the struggle with the offense Mm -hmm. has been something that you guys have talked about on Action Sports Jags. We've talked about on OT. People have talked about on television, national media, fans, Twitter. Uh Uh-huh. I'm gonna pose this question to you again. Would you rather see the Jags average 25 points per game these last three games and go 0 and 3, yes. or go 3 and 0 mm-hmm. and average 10.5?
0: No, 10.5, but but 3 and 0. No, I'd rather them score points and lose because now you have the number one pick, so. That's really all you, you have to play for at this point. And if they can score points, that's what really matters. So, yes, I'm in the minority here. I'm sure of it. I'd rather them score whatever, 20-something points a game and lose because then you keep the number one pick. And we'll talk about that later because you have a 1,000 options with that. Well, I mean, you really have two options, player-wise, and then you have the trade-down option, which is my favorite. But, but yeah, I would rather see them score points and lose. Am I – you gonna get on me for that?
1: Well, here's the deal. It sounds like you're okay with the fact that they're losing. I mean, you haven't been okay all season, and now you're just like, "No, go ahead and lose. Just score some more points." I don't understand that way of thinking. I get that you are because I want them to have the number, the number one pick. One pick. Yeah. Ha- have they proven that they can do the right thing with the number one pick? Maybe, right? We think with Trevor, but well, how's mm, that worked out this
0: season? Now that's uh, that's a different conversation because will they screw it up, likely. But you at least want to try. How much bigger would it be for Trevor's confidence
1: and his development to get a win, let alone three on a win
0: streak but starting with it, the Jets? If they score 10 points, I mean, if he doesn't score, if he doesn't throw a touchdown, what I mean, they beat the Bills nine to six, he didn't do anything. How do you think that did for his confidence? Well, a win, I think, does well for your confidence experiencing
1: that seeing how it it goes from the beginning of the game to the end of the end of the game with your team winning i think that that's vital especially for a rookie
0: i well, i think he doesn't need to see anything win he's a winner they just happen to be very bad and i i don't think winning another game 9 to 6 is going to skyrocket the morale of or it might skyrocket the morale but i don't think it's going to skyrocket the the confidence in Trevor Lawrence. I, I think what would skyrocket is if he throws three touchdowns. They lose, they lose. But behind closed doors, let's be honest, Trevor would rather throw three touchdowns. In my opinion, and I think that's more important because right now we're still wondering. Like, it's too early to call him a bust. But let's be honest, everyone's at least got it in the back of their head.
1: Whoa, whoa, no sir.
0: I'm not calling him a bust. Sounds like you are. No, in a I'm just way. saying. I'm just saying. If you everywhere on Twitter, it's in the back of people's heads. Why can't he throw touchdowns? Granted, the guys he's throwing into are not impressive. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. But exactly. You know the reason. We just gave you the re- Do you just We though? gave the reason.
1: Do we though? Yeah, you now you just said he doesn't need to win because he's a winner.
0: I agree. And that's
1: based off of what? His past performances, right? Correct. His past performances he was hitting receivers. So now we can't come and like say that he's a winner. Wait, we don't know if he can make passes. Like that's the same that's a bit hypocritical to say that we don't know if he can hit receivers based off of his current performance when we just said we know he's a winner and we're not going off of his current performance.
0: Listen, I'm just saying I'd rather him throw touchdowns. If they lose and score 30 points, they lose and score 30 points. But I don't really need to see three Matthew Wright field goals and beat the Jets 9-6. to That's gonna. We're not going to come in here on Monday and be like, wow, what did we learn? We learned Matthew Reichen kick. Hey, man, I want winners. What did Herm say?
1: I want winners. Herm. Not was Herm.
0: That was uh, Mike S- Singletary. Sounds better. Mike Singletary. I want winners. I thought you were talking about Arizona State there for a second. I was like, wait a
1: minute. Nah, Herm said, uh, you play the win the game. Uh, by the way, Casey, the Jets, they have 15 players out mm-hmm. due to COVID? Yep. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, none of those Zach Wilson, though. But uh, head coach-wise, they will be without their head coach, so that'll be interesting. It's a, it's an interesting matchup if you're a fan of either team. I can't imagine anybody else in the world to be watching. Like, if you're just scrolling through the channels and you see Jags, Jets, I imagine you turn on anything else. But it, we know where the Jags are as a franchise, but talent-wise, if you can't compete with the Jets, who are not very talented... That's going to be a problem. What's interesting to me, Keelan Cole play for the Jets. We'll catch passes from Zach Wilson, likely, if Zach Wilson can throw it in his direction. That'll be interesting. Watch Keelan Cole go off, and then we're like, well, we didn't re-sign him. That could have helped Trevor. But nevertheless, that's something we'll have to find out. So that'll be on Sunday. We have a lot to learn in that one. And then after that, we got Patriots and then the Colts. To finish it up By the way That Colts game Right here in Jacksonville Last game of the season You gotta stick with us Throughout the day But we got some tickets To give away to that one We did that yesterday Don't call in yet We'll do that a little bit Later on today We got some tickets To give away It's the Christmas season I'm in the giving mood I feel like Santa Claus Is that Is that accurate Brian?
1: Casey Claus You're like a very young uh, I guess Less Uh Round yeah. Uh, Santa Claus. Okay. I'll
0: you know, take it.
1: Because you, you don't have any gray.
0: No, no gray. He's, he's
1: snow white. Yeah. With his beard and his hair.
0: That's true. He do got the reindeer, though.
1: Err, eight of them? Ten of them? I don't know.
0: Uh, it's got to be. Does he crack a whip? I can't remember. Does it's got to. No, the, I don't the, think so. Okay. It's got to be an uneven number because Rudolph's in the front, right? Two, four, six, eight, nine. Does that sound right? Okay. All I all don't right. know. We'll figure out the reindeer situation during the break. We'll come back. We got a lot more to do. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with you till 6. Me, no, me, no, me, no. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on a Thursday. One day before we're done for the week. We're out here, here early this week due to Christmas, Christmas Eve. Is tomorrow. So we're with you from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN 690 and the streaming platforms. Go hop on the streaming platforms if you haven't before. Obviously, if you're not driving, if you're driving, just continue on with the radio, please, and be safe. But if you're at home, listening on the website, listening somewhere else that you can only hear the audio, check out the stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. ESPN 690 Jacks. You'll be able to find it. You'll be able to see the stream. uh, Comment. Do anything you want while watching the stream. If you're in your car, though, we appreciate you just as much. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane off today on their way to celebrate Christmas in other locations other than Jacksonville. Unfortunately for Brent, he will have to cover the Jags and Jets on Sunday. And that'll be a one o'clock kick per the huge for the Jags. And here's here's my problem with the jacks we're gonna stay on this um this is something we usually do on action sports jacks overtime it's called it doesn't really have a good name other than uh i got something on my mind and i'm gonna tell you about it sponsored by again nobody but again feel free to um sponsor if you so choose it's a good segment brian will have something on his mind in a little bit as well but right now i got something on my mind so if you're watching on the stream i'm gonna put something up for you here to see and here's the situation. This is from last game the Jags played. These are the inactives. Carlos Hyde obviously was hurt. Luke Farrell was inactive. Jay Tufele, Evan Lawson, Jordan Smith, and Will Richardson Jr. So give you another second to look at that. But what I want you to focus on here, folks, is Luke Farrell, tight end, defensive tackle Jay Tufele, and defensive end, outside linebacker Jordan Smith, as so we bring him back to the camera. But you get the idea. So. Brian Middleton, just I haven't told you what I'm about to talk about, but best guess, what am I about to be upset about?
1: Uh, well, I know the hatred you have for Carlos Hyde, so I just I know it involves him, but I can't peg it any closer
0: than that. Huh? Well, you'd actually be incorrect this time, hmm. because what I'm mad at is on a, any given Sunday this far into the season. Three guys you drafted in two in the fourth and one in the fifth round are inactive. Now, granted, I understand. When you draft a guy in the fifth round, you're not really expecting him to start. Fair enough. However, let's look at the draft, huh, for fun. So the fourth round started. You had the first pick. You could have picked anybody. You picked Jade Felle. He's played in two games. They, they say he was coming on, and by they, I mean Urban Meyer. But let's be honest, did he really know who Jade Felle was? So let's move on, right? You got J.T. Fell. You could have picked anybody in the fourth round. So when you scroll through the fourth round, let's look at who was picked after him. Michael Carter, you never would have picked him here. However, he scored four touchdowns, uh, roughly 800 yards. Um, That, you know, he's doing things. All right, let's keep moving. Darren Hall, cornerback, was picked by Atlanta. Has a sack, 17 tackles. Okay. Des Fitzpatrick for the Titans. Scored a touchdown. He's a wide receiver. You could have used some wide receivers here. Let's keep going. You got an offensive lineman who has played in nine games. Cameron Sample, a defensive end, so the same position Jay Tufele plays, nine tackles, one and a half sacks. I'm in Ross St. Brown, a guy that uh, you would kill for to have on the Jags at this point. 65 catches, 601, two touchdowns. He also has a tackle somehow. So, do you, you see where I'm going now? Let's keep going. Derek Barnes, 33 tackles. He's played in 14 games. Jarrell Cox has some tackles. Emerson Smith has some tackles. Bobby Brown doesn't have any tackles, but he's played in seven games. Chris Rumpf, eight tackles in a sack. Here's my point. You could have picked any of those individuals. You picked a guy that's played in two games with zero tackles. Okay. All right. You mess it up once, fair enough. Jordan Smith, round four, pick 121. Okay. Jordan Smith has not played in a football game, all right? So let's start there. There's only one, two, three, four players that were picked in the fourth round that have not played a football game. Jordan Smith was the highest selected out of all of them. they said he was a project, whatever. I don't know why you're picking projects on a team that won one game the year before and is only going to win two this year. Nevertheless, you picked a project at 121. Fair enough. Let's keep scrolling, huh? Oh, here we go. 13 games. 14 games. A tight end that's caught 164, uh, 164 receiving yards, a couple of touchdowns as well. Chuba Hubbard. Again, probably a guy you wouldn't pick here, but 500 yards. Another tight end with 100 yards receiving. Jalen Darden making some plays for the Bucks. He returns kicks as well. Uh, here's a defensive tackle. A couple of sacks, a couple of tackles. My point is this. Actually, let's, keep, let's, let's go to Luke Farrell. I mentioned him as well. Sorry. Luke Farrell has played in 12 games. Fair enough. He has 49 receiving yards. Great. Two picks later, Brevin Jordan, 113 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell, Evan McPherson, all players that are making impacts here's the other michael carter that will be out this week for the jets i don't understand how they consistently make these picks and i just gave you 10 other examples of guys that have made impacts picked in this round i'm not asking for a lot i'm literally citing people that just play sometimes this guy has seven tackles jay tefele has zero they play the same position all i'm saying is we could have seven more tackles, okay? Jordan Smith hasn't played a football game. We could have had a guy that played football because now you're going to go into next season and you're going to have no clue what Jordan Smith is. You're going to have a new coach. You're going to have a whole new thing. Jordan Smith might never play a game for the Jacksonville Jaguars, all right? That's just the truth of the matter. When Luke Farrell was picked, let's go back to Luke Farrell. I'm going I'm to pick on him a little bit. When, when Luke Farrell was picked, Brevin Jordan was falling hard because of injury situations and whatnot. He was at one point the second tight end off the board, people thought, behind Pat Fryermuth, That didn't happen. He's barely played, and he has three touchdowns. So, one, why Houston isn't playing him, I have no idea. But, second, you didn't pick him because, remember, Urban Meyer wanted blocking tight ends? How did that work out? Not great. Brevin Jordan should be playing for the Jags. He's not. Caden Stearns, another guy, interception, sacks, tackles. It's painful to scroll down the players that were picked after the Jags in round four and five, and it's just, it's just bad. They're inactive on game days, and guys picked after them are making plays. That's what's on my mind. I'm sick of it. Why can't they get anything right? And it is another reason why people believe having the first pick in the draft again this year doesn't really matter because last year, it was an obvious choice. You just picked Trevor Lawrence this year. Not so obvious. Yeah. Do you have a problem with this like I do, that they just pick players? And, again, I'm not asking for much in the fourth round, but be able to play and make a tackle. Am I asking for too much?
1: Uh, you know, At this point, because of everything that has built over the past decade, say for 2017, I would say no. But a lot of this is hindsight. Some of this may be scouting, right? Some of this may be on the front end, not picking according to the actual talents that the the players have. But then we also have to remember, do those players fit into the system that the current head coach, you know, wanted is that system going to work for those players who are performing at a nominal level to a, a good level in the places that they went to? Are they going to get coached up the same way that they've been coached up on those teams? There are a lot of moving parts, but on face value on the surface, Casey, I don't think you're asking for too much uh, but you got to get some little sartin or something, man. Your blood pressure is going to be through the roof.
0: All I'm asking is just play a little bit, make some tackles. Like, it's not. And I'm, I'm mostly just asking for you to pick better players. Like, that's just what I'm, it boils down to. Because th- this is a consistent theme. But you can't have guys you drafted in the fourth and fifth round inactive right? on game day.
1: Just pick better players.
0: Just pick better hey, players. Man, I
1: just need you guys to win like more games.
0: Well, it all it, it all goes together, does it not?
1: It does. I'm with you. I just like how you simplified it. It's good. I like it.
0: I'm just saying, man. So anyway, that's that's what was on my mind. You'll have something on your mind later on, but literally. There's guys that are making impact in the sixth round. And you couldn't I mean it's just
1: it's So I'm just sorry just, if I yeah. missed this. So if you guys get the number one overall pick for the second year in a row, um <laughs> Yep. Is this a scenario where you guys are... Do you Would you prefer them to trade out of it, get more picks, or get some players, or get
0: so, out of it or something like that? So, okay, we'll do that now. Um, I personally, if the Jags end up with the first overall pick in the draft, think they should trade it, and here's why. There's only two real options at number one right now. Thibodeau and... Hutchinson, the two pass rushers, Oregon and Michigan. So, my argument would be yes, you need pass rushers to help Josh Allen. But the last pass rusher that was picked first overall was Miles Garrett, and the last I checked, Brian, Miles Garrett has not brought a Super Bowl to Cleveland on his shoulders alone. Has he? No, he hasn't. So, when you are as talentless as the Jags are right now. If you have the opportunity to gain, obviously you'll gain another first round pick, but if you can gain, say two, if you can gain a second and a fourth, because I don't think anyone's coming to get the number, the number one overall pick to draft a quarterback. I just don't see it happening because something crazy would have to happen for Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral to end up being the number one overall pick in the draft. So you would think it's a team that's pretty, Pretty put together in a way that they maybe are just one or two players away. But the Jags are not one or two players away. You need offensive just just in no given order offensive line, wide receivers, at least one, tight ends at least one. On the defensive side, you do need a pass rusher. I will acknowledge that. You could probably use a safety or two, depending on what you think of Rayshon Jenkins. So so right there, you have an opportunity to gain at least two two to three of those positions early in the draft, or you take the pass rusher. So if it were me, I would trade the pick if you get the right value. I don't expect two ones and all this craziness, but if you could somehow get a one, obviously you get the one that the team's coming up for. If you can get another one, you have to do it. If you get a high two, their one, and a four, I'd consider it because that's where the Jags are. In this situation with that being said I'm assuming they will make the pick because Jags
1: what would you do yeah I probably would trade out of it and just try to get some more picks uh it, it, here's the deal I know that people don't think you made the statement that the Jags are one or two players away I don't think that they are one or two players away I just don't think they're as far as their record shows um, and maybe some of the play on the field. I think there are some growing pains, but I do believe that you guys are closer than than you think. It, it sounds crazy right now. It, it, yeah, but, it does. But listen, here's the deal. If we think that Trevor is anywhere close to, and I see, uh, I see Shane's comment on the stream. I don't know if you've seen that, Casey. Take a look at that. But um, I understand that many people think that Trevor is a generational talent, at least at one point. But if Trevor is anywhere close to that, you got a quarterback. I don't know what the future of James Robinson here here is in Jacksonville, but if you have Robinson and a somewhat healthy uh, Travis Etienne, we don't know what he can do, but we think we know. If you go into free agency and you pick up a big-time wide receiver or you draft a top wide receiver or why not both, the offensive line is not nearly as bad as people like to make it out to be. There are a lot of other moving parts that happens in a play uh, that cause sacks um, or or that even cause pressure. I think offensively, Jacksonville is in a better place than what we think. And then defensively, they've already started the process, bringing in some free agents, some stalwarts that will be here for the next three, four, and five seasons. But I would trade out of that first round pick. I would as well uh, and see what else I could do with multiple picks as opposed to the number
0: one overall. Okay. That's fair. So... Just looking at the draft order, Detroit's probably not going to do anything. There's no point for them to go to one because they're going to end up with a great pass rusher either way. Um, Houston, there's no real—I don't. There's no reason for Houston to move to one unless you think somebody else is coming to get the quarterback ahead of you. I don't see that happening. At four, the New York Jets—they also have pick eight. They're not going to pick a quarterback. Do they go all in for the pass rusher? I don't think that makes sense. The Giants currently own picks five and six. I think that's interesting. I also think what's interesting at number seven is Carolina. That's your team, right? Yeah. How would you characterize Carolina?
1: Uh, Let me, let me. They're going to be a 500 team unless they get a
0: quarterback. And that's exactly, I'm glad you brought that up. So I want you to think about this through the entire break. And I want you to answer this on the other side. If the Carolina Panthers, they might be able to do it sitting at seven. But let's just say they can. The Carolina Panthers trade up to get Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. And they give up. Let's just say they go to one. Let's do it for fun. They would give up pick seven. Their second And let's say a second the next year. So one, two, two. As a Carolina Panthers fan, would you do that? And as a Jags fan, are you interested in that? Talk about that coming up on ESPN 690. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. Before the break, I... I stumbled through asking Brian Milton how much he would trade up to get Kenny Pickett. And then through the break, I thought about it. Or Matt Corral, Teach your own, you know, whatever. I thought about it the entire break and I thought there's no chance. But then Brian said something to me, indirectly, that made me think it's obviously going to happen. And that is someone is going to force their hand. And there's one thing we know about the NFL draft. uh, Mitch Trubisky I will say Trey Lance because the 49ers did go get their guy. It happens every year. And Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett are the two hot guys. There is no chance looking at this draft order. The Giants picked twice. Carolina, Atlanta, Washington, Denver, New Orleans, Pittsburgh potentially Las Vegas all could take one of those quarterbacks. You're not telling me that some GM is going to fall in love with them and go get them. It happens every year. So the question is, will it be Brian Middleton's Carolina Panthers? Brian Middleton, I present you with a situation where the Panthers would give up a bit to come get one of those quarterbacks. What say you?
1: Listen, man. Uh, I would have to see more. Let's see what happens uh, at the at the combine before uh, I want to lock that answer in. Right now, took a look at three different mock drafts from supposed experts, and um, it looks like Carolina has nothing to worry about. Forced hand or not, one of these two guys are going to be open. But uh, I just don't think they will. Well, well, yeah. Of course, right. Somebody's going to make a move or. Somebody's going to make somebody like, nervous. Here's the deal. Okay. The scenario that you laid out for me, I can't remember everything, but I heard a one, two twos this year, three twos, someone's first born. And I was like, now hold on now. Nobody, nobody coming out uh, of college this year is worthy of all that. That's a Trevor Lawrence type of hole, at least for all the hype that he was getting when this time last year. I think you would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'll trade a one, maybe a two this year, a two next year, something like that. Um, I think that you could finagle something, maybe contract-wise or a player or two involved in there as well. Um, and you may be able to get that kind of deal done. The The whole entirety of what you said going into break, though, absolutely not, Casey. That's just disrespectful, as a matter of fact, to say that basically anybody in this draft is worth all that. I believe you named about 18 picks before you we you, you went into break, so absolutely not.
0: Okay, so let me follow up with this. How close do you think the Carolina Panthers are?
1: It should be. Matt Rule, he don't like none of his quarterbacks. I'm going to tell you that right now. He ain't like his offensive coordinator. And uh, he let people know about it, even though professionally I'm sure he saved, tried to save face with it. So um he's not in love with any of those guys. And it makes me sad because I wanted Cam Newton not to be 2015 Cam Newton, but I wanted it to, to work better than it is right now. Um, But it's clear that it's not going to. And it, it, there's just – as far as h- how important the QB position is to any team, NFL, college, heck, high school um, – You just gotta have that guy or the guy that works best for your system. And um, it's just not on the roster as is. So I wouldn't say that Carolina is desperate, but I do believe that that front office and Matt Rule, they know that, listen, we can play around with five, six, seven, eight wins a season, but we won't take that next step until we have a guy in here that, one, we believe in. And then more importantly, can lead this team uh, on a consistent basis for 17 weeks in the regular season and then hopefully a long
0: playoff run because i tell you what man as a non-fan when i look at the carolina panthers brian burns Derek brown Mm -hmm. stefan gilmore hassan reddick jeremy chin cj henderson that's right forgot about that on the offensive side robbie anderson dj moore cmc if he's healthy if not chuba hubbard
1: I'm going to stop you with that first name. Robbie
0: Anderson drafted him. In fantasy. fantasy yeah, that stuff Was
1: like, listen, I know Robbie Anderson, huh? I know Robbie Anderson, and he's a wide receiver's wide receiver, and he burned me week after week after week. He had one good week. No, sir. You can take that name off the list. I don't want him off the team. Just take him off the list that you name it right now.
0: Fair enough. But the point of the story is, might be a quarterback away. You don't know. By the way, when you Google Kenny Pickett, First thing that comes up is a picture of Matt Rule. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, Brian Melton. No, uh-oh. I hey, am just saying. I think, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be good. I really do. It's not just because I bet on him every single week. You know what I'm saying? Every single week. And he week. just kept cashing the checks. You know what I'm saying? They called him, I don't know, the teller because he kept cashing the checks. For me, anyway. I like Kenny Pickett. Uh, by the way, on YouTube, Steve says, Trade with the Eagles. They have three first-round picks. Try to get two of them. I like the idea. Right. But are the Eagles in a position to give up two first-rounders for a pass rusher? Like, are they a pass rusher away from winning the Super Bowl? You got to figure out what's going on with Jalen Hurts first, right? Austin believes that Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's taking steps, it looks like, but then he's turning over the football, and then Gardner Minshew's in the game, and it, it's a lot. So I, you got I mean, to—
1: surely wouldn't— Looking at a quarterback, no, okay,
0: no, no, no. I mean, you, if you're going to trade the one, they'd want one of the pass rushers, Hutchinson or I got you, Thibodeau. I, it look, tell you what, if they said we're giving up two picks, you better run that fictional suitcase of picks to them, give them the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no actual thing to like run to them, like, I guess the card that says you're on the clock. You better run that to Philadelphia and get the two first-rounders back because right now they sit at picks 11, 11, and 23. So, hey. Oh, and 12. 11, 12, and 23. So, 23 and 12? Hey, I'd take that. Anyway, uh, getting some slander on the YouTube, Brian, about your uh, fantasy, it sounds like. So, that's tough. That must be somebody in your league. How, fantasy didn't turn out for you the best that it No, it No, it
1: didn't. didn't make a playoff. I think I only won six games. Yeah. It was, it's been a bad year, man. My RB1, David Montgomery was yeah, my starting running back. That's tough. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was my wide receiver one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kyler was playing good for a minute. Got hurt out for a month. Don't come in. I had Travis Kelsey. He was out here pitter-pattering with Mahomes. homes. Like, 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 nobody come at me, man. It's been a struggle. Meanwhile, I just see players. There's a guy. Who had. Someone had Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris. I feel like they had uh, Aaron Rodgers. I was like, "What? Is How kind of cheating is happening right here?
0: Yeah, that's tough, huh?
1: I don't see any transactions happening. They didn't draft
0: like this. What's going on? So, yeah, man. Yeah, it's tough. You had a tough run in fantasy. By the way, super hot take on, I don't know if it's super hot anymore, but on the Facebook. I also believe that Meyer was the worst hire in the NFL in the last 20 years. (laughs) Jeez. And you know what? I mean, I don't even think we need to debate this. He's wrong. I mean, he's right. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Wrong. Honest mistake. Oh, he's right. What a disaster that was. Urban Meyer. But we're done with that. We're moving on from Urban Meyer. We got a new coach to hire. We got a lot more to do. ESPN 690 Action Sports. Jack's one hour down. Two to go. We're with you to 6 p.m. tonight. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, ESPN 690. We'll be right back.